www.rumblingrumors.com presents Rumbling Reality, the podcast for real wrestling fans, body slams, and a chair shot to the ears. Here's your host. I'm Ramsey. I'm Sharon. And I'm Travis. All right, Mr. Travis, so what do you think about SmackDown moving back to Thursday nights? Much more beneficial as a brand and a product being given out by WWE because Friday nights, especially with the demographic that they're trying to reach still besides the the kitty age of nine to 13 um you've got you've got teenagers you know teenagers that also watch the show still but those teenagers are starting to get into high school and starting to have social lives so it's kind of hard to to make them watch on a friday night you're right because i remember when thursday night smackdown was popular i watched it or when it started i watched it every thursday night and then it uh, mm. went to Fridays, and I had no time for it because what kind of high school kid wants to sit on a Friday night? I'm, you know, it's just. Uh, oh, I was gonna say you're asking what kind of high school kid about me a couch potato for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, no, I'm a video game nerd too, and all that stuff. But, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, new movies come out and premieres Friday night. Who the heck wants to watch wrestling when you could? I don't know. Well, nowadays it's just YouTube and a lot of things, so. If there's so many options, Hulu, they can always rewatch SmackDown. If, if yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much how I've had to. I, I've either had to rewatch episodes, or to be honest, because I can, I haven't been impressed with SmackDown over the last year or so. Yeah. I honestly have never really watched the show, and I know that's kind of bad to say because they've so many they, times. Yeah, they've eliminated the storylines uh, being separate for both shows and they just continue on you know like it, it was back in the old days you know do what i think i was who was i talking this about with i mean when you have two different brands like that it's kind of good because you can build more stars but back in the day yeah. when we were you know watching uh when it, you know smackdown kind of first started raw went into smackdown they may not have the big the big storylines like develop as much on smackdown but uh, but they continued them they continued. still but this way, it kind of builds different characters for each brand, so you can have a whole bunch of different storylines. I don't know if that's you know better or worse. It's definitely better because, I mean, the, the only way that you can continue on, especially in this industry of professional wrestling, is by building new stars. You know, that's where WCW faltered. That's why they are no longer in business, because they didn't do that, you know, or at least they didn't do it as frequently as they should have, you know, oh, yeah. which... That can be a podcast, I think, for a future episode is talking yeah. about how I think WCW actually gets chastised for not building stars when, quite the contrary, they built some of the most popular stars in wrestling, in my opinion. But that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> I do think in general, though, yes, the move to Thursday nights for the WWE and the SmackDown product is going to be much more beneficial to them and will bring a lot more viewers back to the show viewers like me who really don't have anything to do on a thursday night you know and it's like oh, okay smackdown's on let's watch it thursday, right? 
Be what? Cowboys don't play on Thursday, so you're free, right? Uh, well, okay. If it's during NFL season, we might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling the wrestling fans, Cowboys trumps wrestling? I mean, you know, as you get older, you kind of start leaning towards a certain brand a little bit more. That's not good. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a big day, okay? I, I'm nervous for my boys today, too, who are in the postseason playoffs, by the way. Just if saying. And guys, we're recording this on January 11th, so we're talking about the Cowboys game that goes on at 12. In case you're uh-huh, a and- spoiler. All right, the next topic that kind of leads into this is probably Dolph Ziggler because we're kind of talking about him a little bit. Uh, where do you think he's going to be in the next six months? Do you think he'll be kind of going for the main title or still be in the IC area, Sharon? I mean, me, just as a fan, uh, I would love to see him, you know, either have, you know, a WWE cha- a championship match within the next six months or be champion. But the way things are going, it's kind of up. It's kind of up in the. It's kind of up in the air, considering the fact that Roman Reigns situation, and then now Daniel Bryan coming back and being in the Royal Rumble. But if Ziggler decides to get a push, I would love to just see him as a heel, more so as a face, even though he's getting, he's you know, a lot of you know great pops from the fans. Oh, do you think he's better as a heel than a babyface? Yeah, I would. I would definitely. As of right now, I mean, I would take him, you know, as a heel. And a baby face, you know. Just, I think it would be it would be creative. You know, what better way to have you know, you know, him tell a story that you know he felt like he's been held down for so many years. Because I mean, Ziggler's been there. I mean, he was, you know, in the Spirit Squad. You know, mm-hmm. and for him just to you know turn as a heel and just go for what he wants. I mean, his nickname is the Show Off. You know, I think the Show Off would be better as a heel more so than a baby face. Travis, what do you think? About Dolph? I mean, Dolph is, I've been the biggest Dolph supporter um, since 2009. Not true. Um, you know, I wasn't a fan of when they first introduced him and he was going around shaking everybody's hand. Um, that was that was just kind of stupid. <laughs> but to Sharon's point, yeah, I mean, he'd be, he has a great story that he could tell as a heel. But the issue now is that, Dolph Ziggler, I think you can compare him to a uh, a modern-day version of Rob Van Dam back in ECW. And what I mean by that comparison is RVD got over with wrestling fans just being Rob Van Dam. He didn't need any kind of fancy pyro or fancy technician. He went out there, and I mean, uh, and, uh, since we got to keep this at a certain level, he uh, his nickname was the whole effing show. You know what I mean? He didn't need to have a gimmick. He just went out there and said, I'm the best, and I'm going to go out there and just prove it. And that got fans to like him. Well, when they and have he 20 minutes was for a, a talking segment and um, five minutes for a match, you know, it's hard to really prove yourself these days. The wrestling matches aren't really the focal point. Yeah, and and, and that's and unfortunately, though, with Ziggler, though, I think, I think that's the issue that he would have going heel right now is that You've got the true wrestling fans who, again, like ourselves, we would love. I would personally love to see Dolph Ziggler with a legit, and I want to emphasize that word, a legit title run, because he's been champion for a cup of coffee against Edge. He won the title and then lost it the same night. Then uh, he cashed in Money in the Bank on um, on Alberto Del Rio about a, a couple of years ago now, and 
uh, he had the title for like two months. And then one of those months he got a concussion thanks to Jack Swagger. So we didn't really get to see another Dolph title run. Yep. And I really think we could benefit from seeing Dolph Ziggler being a champion. I think he can do it. I think he does have drawing power. I mean, even Cena has backed him. And I personally think Ziggler is at the prime of his career where as much as I know Sharon would like to see him as a heel, I think he's so over now with not just the traditional wrestling fans, but the catered market for WWE. All right, Sharon, who do you think um, is going to be like the face of the future? Or do you think Dolph Ziggler is going to be it or who? Yeah, you know, with me right now, because I'm a, you know, I, you know, like we said, you know, we've been fans, you know, since we were kids and now we're grown men and we still love, you know, you know wrestling. Man. You know, my question would be is, you know, who's going, who's going to actually, you know, be the face of the company, you know, because John Cena, you know, he's close, you know, he's getting close, you know, to 40. He can't be, you know, the top guy forever, you know, even though, you know, I think, you know, despite, you know, him getting, you know, being booed at times, I mean, he's done a great job as far as like, you know, putting his face and being the brand of the company. You know who? Mm-hmm. You know who? You know who can take his place? You know who will be the guy that Vince can say, "All right, you're my guy. I'm going to put you know this machine behind you, and you're going to carry it into you know the next decade." Do you think it's winning See, I, more Vince over or winning more Triple H over? Because Triple H should be the one who's going to be you know in Vince's ear. So do you think it should prove more to Triple H or more to Vince? True. See, but that's that. What I was telling Sharon, you know, I don't. Whether it's Vince McMahon or Triple H making that call, honestly, to uh, his question to answer it, you know, point blank, I don't think anybody is ready at this moment in time. You know, that roster is so deep with talent right now that as much as they would like us to take Roman Reigns and, you know, uh, pun intended, you know, they want him to take the reins, if you will. Um, I don't see him being that guy right now. I just, I just don't think he's. I don't think he's it. I think there still needs to be a build-up time if they do want him to indeed be that guy. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I mean, I would... Sharon, yeah. Go ahead. I would, uh, I would even be cool, you know, I would even be okay with if they just had, you know, somewhat of a face-by-committee type thing, you know, as like, you know, the NFL, you know, a lot of times they have, you know, a running back by committee. You don't necessarily have a star running back, but you have complementary pieces that can add to the table. If there was a way, you know, you could have multiple guys carry, you know, the flagship, you know, that might be a better look as well because my biggest fear is that if you put, you know, let's just say, you know, if Range defeats, you know, Lesnar at WrestleMania, there's a potential, you know, chance that there can be a major backlash like it was last year when Batista won the Royal Rumble. I mean, you know, oh, and, God. That's true. It, you know, for for a young, just, you know, for a young star trying to make a name for himself and, you know, trying to be, you know, in a company for a long time, you know, having that spotlight where if you just get booed out of the building at WrestleMania, that could be hard, you know, to recover. Oh, yeah. It can. And and to, to Sharon's point about Batista and the Rumble last year, um, it's... Uh, that was that was during the Daniel Bryan movement. You know, that was during the quote-unquote yes movement. And we all know how that happened with Batista. But even Batista said that he told them from the get-go when he came back, he should have never been a face to begin with. And I'm 100% behind that. He should have been a heel from the start. But I don't know. That being said, I think that's – I think uh, no, because think about it, man. He actually came back as a face – 
but it actually made it funny because the fans knew where he left off. He like you know was in the SmackDown arena crying, saying he's retiring and all that crap. Not crying, but you know saying he's never coming back. You know, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. And they started, you know, mocking him it is. for the blue blue pants. It, well, in shorts. a way, it was, but they were bringing him and thrusting him right back into that main event picture after he had been gone for four years. But you know what? When main event everybody, guy. everybody clearly I mean, knew Daniel Bryan was the one who should have had that main event spot, and luckily, fortunate for us, he did. Um, well, I mean, you, you don't think you like, earn it after a while, and Batista's not one of those guys who keeps coming back just for fame. He's came back once, you know. I mean, it's not like The Rock or somebody keeps coming back whenever his movie comes out pretty soon. Granted, he did have Guardians of the Galaxy the same time, but still, I mean, I think he. Sh I'm yeah. glad he got pushed to the heavy the area because you know me, he's one of my favorite guys. <laughs> he is, but I mean, what Sharon was saying was it, them putting Reigns into that main event picture it could potentially backfire on them like they like it did with Batista. Yeah. And and to that to that point that he was making, especially now that we've got a we've got the uh, the announcement that Daniel Bryan is coming back to the Royal Rumble. On top of that Which I hate people how they keep announcing I mean, this crap. If anybody you, read my article on WWERumblingRumors.com, I put they just they're killing the art of surprises. Why do you keep announcing somebody's coming back? Use it for a freaking surprise. No, I, mean, I, I enjoyed that. I, I thought don't that like was it. great. I rather I, them they, come they out old school, Triple H. You don't know what's going to happen. It just It's way exciting. That way I say you get ratings compared to saying, oh, this guy's coming back in three weeks. That's, oh, that's just not. What do you think? What do you think, Sean? You think they did a good move on uh, announcing it pre-Rumble instead of leaving it for a surprise like Ramsey would have wanted? I mean, for Brian, since he's you know so over you know right now with the fans, I think no matter if you know if you know you did it on Raw or if you did it at the Rumble, I mean, I think the fans still you know react the same. You know, my whole thing is if you know the Rumble's coming up. And if there's some way that you have, you know, Reigns and Bryan, the last two guys standing, and if Reigns throws him over the top rope, I could just see Philadelphia, like, just <laughs> booing him out of the building. You think so? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. And and that's and that's to what he was saying earlier, was that it could backfire on them in a big way. And I don't think WWE could handle another big push like that being halted, especially now. I mean – Everybody saw the reaction Monday night. Daniel Bryan had the entire fan base just up in arms doing the yes chant. Mm -hmm. um, they were happy, and, and I was happy that Bryan wasn't retiring. You know, thank thank yeah. God he was able to recover well, and I come back was, and things like that. Though, we've got him in the Rumble. I think a lot of people, and I'm sure WWE Creative is taking this into perspective too. Now a lot of people want Daniel Bryan to have another. Uh, another success story. Why don't? Why didn't he come back and win the Royal Rumble? I I wouldn't be opposed to the seeing that happen. I'm just talking about. Right. That I would think you would have to. I would I think you would have to. I, I mean, how could you not? The guy had a a, a, a dang near career-ending injury um, that they didn't think was so severe, and then found out otherwise. Well, here's the thing, though. Now all of a sudden, there's so many these back, injuries that happen. Why not give him that, that Cinderella story? I'm just talking about the surprise entrance factor. I mean, I, I'm pretty heavily invested in, like, I love surprises like that. I don't know. Think about Triple H, uh, was it the 30th? He was in the Royal Rumble, and he was the 30th uh, entrance, and it was John Cena. And he was, you know, supposed to be injured. I'm sure he backstage rumors, people knew he was coming out. 
but it wasn't announced John Cena is going to be the surprise 30th entrance. You know, right. Like, no, I remember that. I remember that got, very and, well. And and yeah, I was, I was right there. I was right there sitting right next to you, Ramsey, and we were yeah. all just as shocked as anybody yeah. else when we saw Think how much more Cena fun number that is 30. Knowing but it's not to say that we don't have surprises coming. It's just I'm okay. And it, at this point in time, because of the fact that it was so real, you know, that his career could have been over. John Cena, at that time, he had a torn pectoral. That wasn't career-ending for him. You know, Daniel Bryan, they didn't, they didn't know. They were, they were pretty much just on, on deaf ears wondering, is he even going to be able to come back and compete? So to get that announcement that he is not injured horrible enough to where he won't make a return – I think that was that was a great great ploy by WWE. It gets you excited also for something more than just seeing John Cena Brock Lesnar part three, the quote unquote final chapter, you know? Right. Another thing too, you know, what you know, what you know, Brian's speech, you know, told me, you know, especially with the fans, is that, you know, we were just talking about who, you know, who could be the face. You know, I don't necessarily know, you know, Brian could be the face, but it, from the fans' perspective, the way they were, you know, in the arena, they want him, you know, as their guy. They want yeah. him yeah. as, you know, their fan favorite, their champion. So to ruin, you know, it would it would just be a travesty if you have Brian, you know, say well, he, he, you know, he's yeah. returning. Not only is he returning, but he's returning to the Rumble, and then if he loses the Rumble, you know. I just don't really see how Reigns or anybody, you know, that throws whoever throws Daniel Bryan over the top rope is probably going to have like a, a, a very bad couple months coming up to Mania because I just feel like, you know, if if they're a face, the fans are going to hate them. If they're a heel, they're just going to hate well, them more. Daniel so Bryan has to have organically to too. You know, he he's like an organically grown, you know, uh, you know, he has a fan base that, that was like just organically on him. Think about Roman Reigns, how much that's very and stuff. Very rare does that happen. Yeah, extremely. And, you know, so many rumors backstage where, you know, even Triple H didn't want uh, Daniel Bryan to, you know, be the head. Now, we know, all know Vince doesn't, or didn't. I'm not sure he does now. Yeah. But you got to think no, about it. No, I'm, uh, I'm 100% uh, sure of that. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been documented numerous times. Mm-hmm. And, and you can look at the track record. Vince McMahon doesn't like guys that are the quote-unquote Daniel Bryan size or oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody um, I'll, that I'll even now. venture to say the Dolph Ziggler size and more notably, especially this past year, the CM Punk size. They don't yeah. like guys like them being the face of a company because oh, yeah. he, he likes the prototype quote-unquote bodybuilder types like a John Cena, like a Batista, and like a what we seem to believe all mutually and backstage in WWE, a Roman Reigns type. Oh yeah. Okay, let's get into. And I've line. always felt, and I've always felt as a fan, if you know, if you have a machine, you know, like the WWE, and you have you know hardcore fans that you know that love the product, you know, sell out the product. You know, a lot of times, you know, as the creative writers. You know, despite what you may feel is the the right guy for you, just give you know give us as fans what we want. You know, if if we have faith, in, if we have faith and say, hey, you know, Daniel Bryan may be small, he may not you know be you know the biggest guy, the strongest guy, but if he's our guy, you know, give us that. You know, CM Punk. You know, CM Punk wasn't the biggest guy in the room, but he was the best guy on the mic. You know, he was also one of the best guys in the ring. So mm-hmm. give, you know, give give us that you know, give us that guy instead of trying to give us what you think we may want. Yeah, CM Punk. I mean, he was 
he was, I mean, there's no virtually about it. He was the first guy to outsell John Cena in merchandise during his pipe bomb uh, promo. You know, CM Punk's stock with that one promo, as Punk even said himself on his uh, WWE uh, documentary, he even said himself that promo sent him into a new uh, into a new stratosphere of popularity, and it it got him over with not just the fans who were already fans of his to begin with, but even people that really didn't want to give CM Punk the props that he deserved. They they that night were like, okay, this this kid's got something. This kid is he's he's the real deal. You know, let's go, and let's I go think that's where WWE went wrong too. I think, I mean, do I think that they mistreated Punk? Yeah. Do I think to the extent that he said on the podcast, I think there is a little bit of truth to that. Um, but you know, I think that they're they're really trying to push their guy into Punk's credit as to a much of everybody else's credit and opinion that has said it before. I do think Vince McMahon is a little bit out of touch with today's wrestling society and that the 80s typical uh, build of a Hulk Hogan or a John Cena or whatever does not mean um, wrestler. It does not mean you're a good wrestler anymore. It just means you've got the body and the size. But can you actually put a product in the ring? We got two words for you. Okay, we're going to come into a slight game we have. It's going to be called Two Words for You. And basically, I'm just going to name off, uh, you know, wrestlers or wrestling things, topics. And uh, everybody's going to give, like, two words real quick, rapid fire. And we're just going to go back and forth. So, like, I'll say John Cena. And then, you know, Sharon will say something, two words. And then I'll go to the next topic and go to Travis. You ready? Works for me. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, cool. Uh, let's see. Bray Wyatt, Sharon. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, let's see. Travis CM Punk. Master and Controversy. That's good. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Sharon. Um, electric. Adrian Neville, Travis. Potential and high flyer. John Cena, Sharon. Time's up. <laughs> Time is now. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm the only John Cena fan here. Uh, Travis, Luke Harper. Uh, underrated and uh, dirty. Sharon, <laughs> 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 Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Uh... That's a hard one to know. Up and, up and coming. Up and coming. <laughs> okay. How about, I'll give you another one. How about uh, AJ Lee? AJ Lee? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely pioneer and uh, champion. That's true. Well, they're going to be debatable. Pioneer. I think China. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was thinking China. Uh, well, I mean, for this generation, she, she's pioneer. Right. China was her own time. That's for sure. Sharon. Yeah. Roddy Piper. My favorite. Your favorite? Yeah. You like you like Piper? Yeah. 
Okay. I think that's yeah, I've always, <laughs> yeah, I've always been I've always been a Piper guy. You know, actually, because you know, my grandmother and grandfather they they introduced me to wrestling, and him along with uh, Hogan were like the first two wrestlers I saw. Really? You know, yeah. I think that's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ramsey. Maybe you're maybe you'll uh, enlighten me a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all agree that Hulk Hogan was the one that actually brought us all interested in wrestling as kids. I mean, probably. I know that's who got me. I mean, Hogan kind of more drew me in was probably. I mean, honestly, the main person probably Stone Cold and Jeff Hardy, back in the day. But, Jeff Hardy, I okay, when, but but when you were a kid, oh, like we're kid, talking yeah, like Hulk age, Hogan. you know, so five, and six. Stone Cold got you into it, really? Oh well, I mean, this I guess. Five six, he wasn't around. I mean, unless you went do what now? Unless you want to count Hollywood Blondes, he wasn't he wasn't around in WWE when I was five or six. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Hulk Hogan was the yeah, pioneer yeah. for I would think all of us as fans. I mean, he he can give that credit. We can give credit where credit's due. There, oh, yeah. he's what put wrestling on the map. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would put him as like you know the Godfather of you know of being the entertainer. One hundred percent. I mean, anybody that wants to say that Hulk Hogan is not the reason that we're all here, especially the three of us talking, especially on this podcast right now, if anybody were to say that he wasn't one of the reasons we were here, they're just they're just being under misconceptions, in my opinion. Uh, let's keep going with the rapid fire. Sharon, Rusev. Future WWE champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis, Adam Rose. Uh, <laughs> uh, misused and disappointment. You think so? I think it's it's a different kind of a, I don't know, different character. There's so many characters already been it, made. No, he does. He does, but that's why it's a disappointment for me, and oh. that's why I said misused though too, because I was a, I'm an Adam Rose fan, and I was a fan of Adam Rose when he was in NXT. Yeah, he was good in NXT. But, Oh, God. I mean, he was more entertaining in NXT than he's been on the main roster. As a oh, matter of yeah. fact, that's I think it's the main true. roster that's killed him. Yeah, well, that could be yeah, that goes back to the creative process. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I think they, that was WWE's creative direction of trying to push a new guy um, on us way too soon. I think he still needed some time in NXT to develop that character. But... He had only been doing that that uh, character in NXT for uh, maybe a couple of months before they decided to bring it up to the main roster, which I think was a huge mistake. How about Sharon, Big E? Um, potential. I don't think I don't think he's really you know scratched the surface. I mean, for some reason, I, I mean, I see I see a little bit of him. But I'm I'm definitely think the whole the new day new day gimmick yeah. is kind of you know, maybe had them take a step back. Well, I think they did a bad job with that. At first, I really liked it, but but then I when they actually came on to TV, they brought it way different than what I was reading about about the dark shows. They they did so many things with them, like try to make them heels, kind of like a, a nation of nation domination. Of yeah, and everybody kept yeah. saying, "Oh, the new nation of a domination," but. I heard backstage that they didn't want to be like that. They want to be different, and I don't think it's going to get, get them anywhere yeah. because and they're always happy and they're three guys yeah. that, and they clap all the time. What's, what's but you know you know what though uh, I may I may be the the odd one out of this bunch then because honestly I think I think the whole way that they went with the new day I think it's been good. 
do I think they're being misused on TV? 100%. But do I think that the whole gimmick itself is really good? Actually, I do. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great way that they're going to, they can at least have the potential to establish themselves as being um, their own entity. But the way they're going about it right now, yeah, I think it's completely wrong. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I think I think it could be used again. It goes to you know the creative process. I think you know the three of them would be better used, you know, if they went a different route. You know, when they first came out and you know, one of the first matches, and you know they they seemed you know real smooth, you know as, as oh, yeah. you know as a group. But then you know weeks went by, and then you know you see you know you saw the promos, and yes. you know and, and Big E was more instead of. Just telling the promo, telling the story, it felt to me more like you know he was going into you know a preacher's you know a preacher's promo. Yeah. You know, well, or, and, you know, all I need is Dick and Batista. No, and I, I was going to say, and and maybe Sharon, maybe you see it the same way. It, it almost looks like they're trying to make Big E the focal point of the group when with the very first promo that they ever did, it almost looked that, like Xavier Woods would be the leader of Every this pack. But now all of a sudden, somebody... it's like they're trying to put Big E as that guy. They must not have learned from the yeah, animation. They pushed Farouk so much that he didn't stand out and then end up being The Rock. So maybe it's the same thing. Maybe, but um, while we were doing the rapid fire and you asked Sharon about Rusev, by the way, um, God, I, I, I got to say, gosh. you know... I, I don't necessarily like how they turned him Russian. I, I think they. I think it would have been cool if they would have stuck with the Bulgarian brute gimmick, no. even though it's more right. We don't exact, remember that. I think it's the ex, the exact same gimmick, only he's just got a Russian flag attached to him now. We're just stupid wrestling fans, Travis. We don't remember that stuff. Bruce is good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bruce I like him. Great. He's think, actually really grown on me. I think Bruce is going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, to is, me, he's is, like one he's, of the major. He's going to be a good heel as time yes. goes on. I he's think, like the only especially heel after besides after a. This this whole feud with Ryback that he's got going right now, I think is is beneficial for both guys, because Ryback's in a good position now where he's getting a lot of momentum back that he, uh, let's face it, lost uh, last year. He had a, like a, a, a lot of a lot of momentum that just was shot down, and I think that can be attributed to when they turned them heel. Um, but Rusev now, him and Ryback, I think they've got good potential. I think that 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 can be a a a huge uh, sellout match. Unless As a matter of fact, Ryback I think that heel, could be a match that they like could Ryback. put on Mania, and it would be a good match. I think Ryback's boring. I know you and Sharon like him, but he's unless he's a heel, I don't like him as a babyface. See, and I don't like him as a heel. I think he's I think he's stale as a heel. I think he's better being the, the brute babyface. As, as much as people want to give him that slack of being a Goldberg knockoff, which he is. I mean, let's or at least he was. <laughs> let's, let's say that. Well, he's like a Goldberg um, RVD mix, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and that's that's been his stigma from the very start. But I, uh, I, I personally think Ryback as a as a uh, face is better than Ryback as a heel. Yeah. Okay. Let's but I mean, more time will tell. Time yeah. will only tell. Let's see, one more Here. topic, and then we're going to wind it down for this first edition of Rumbling Reality. Let's see. It almost, almost sounds like we're trying to be on MTV now. Rumbling Reality. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> <a little bit. laughs> okay, last topic. Do you guys think, or do you guys enjoy the authority, or do you think it's a ripoff of uh, the corporation? Definitely ripoff of the corporation, but I love the authority. I yes. love the authority. I, 
Yeah, to so, me, that's the best. That's the best story that they've got right now. And so? I was disappointed. I'll, I'll be honest. I actually, granted, I'm a huge Sting Mark too, but I was so disappointed when um, they initially lost the Survivor Series match. And I'm actually excited that they're back. They're, they've been the most interesting thing over the last year and a half. Yeah, I'm. I'm extremely excited they're back. You know, because. They can potentially, at least, you know, even with the creative problems that are going on in WWE, you know, for a fact with, you know, with Stephanie and Triple H, you know, running the helms, that you at least have heels that you can legitimately hate. Yeah, that's true. You know, because exactly. they're, you know, they're really good. They're really good at, you know, at pushing the fans button, you know, finding reasons oh, for yeah. you to hate them. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. especially, and I, and honestly. I, Let's face it, Triple H back in the attitude era, he was favorites. he was the baddest of bad guys back then. Um, I, I rooted for Triple Stephanie, H. Though, I was one of those guys. I think Stephanie is very underrated in regards to her hate her hatred from fans. I think Stephanie probably think so? more so than Triple he, H is hated, in my opinion. Yeah, especially yeah. back in the day. Oh God, Triple H was a Triple H wasn't just somebody you hated back in the day. The dude did everything and virtually anything to get under your skin as a fan. That's why I've and always liked Triple H. Though, go ahead, what? As I said, that's why I've always liked Triple H. Growing up, you know, against Stone yeah. Cold and The Rock, a lot of times I went for the Triple H. You know, I was, I mean, most, most guys I know are either for the Rebellious, you know, Stone Cold or The Rock. But I just always loved Triple H more. I don't know. I don't know why. But still do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sure. I, 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 was, I was always. That's why I always loved. That's why I always loved. You know, Hunter as a heel more so than face because oh, yeah. you know the biggest. You know, the biggest things that always stick out with me with him is more so as a heel than ever as a face. You know, when he, you know he when he ran over you know Stone Cold. You know the mm-hmm. times that. Oh, yeah. You know, the times that he, you know, you know, crossed the rock, you know, championships back in the day, you know, the fuse, you know, with him, with him in Austin, him in Angle, you know, I've always loved him more so as a heel than, you know, than a face. And now that he's back, back in power as a heel, like I said, that legitimately gives us as fans someone to hate, you know, because, you know, with, you know, with Hunter, with Hunter stuff to be around, you know, their main targets now are going to be Cena, you know, um, Ziggler, Ryback. So it's going to be interesting, you know, as we, you know, rain as we, as we get to the, you know, the road to WrestleMania, you know, yeah, how everything's going to play out. What was that? I said we can throw Sting in there too, because he was the one that took the authority out originally. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, you know, obviously under like a Legends contract, we're going to see him three, four times probably this year, maybe. You know, so well, I mean, a, it's it's already been established that he is going to wrestle at least twice this year, once at Mania and once at SummerSlam. I know the rest of the world is going to hate me, but you know, Sting's awesome, what? but, I mean, he's not going to be there for the long haul. I I just No, you're I, right. I'm all about – because you're a big Sting fan, so if I were you, I'd be all up for as much seeing him as much as I could. But for me, I like seeing new stars grow. You know, We'll talk about NXT more next time because we have so many topics yes. to cover in the future. But, you know, I like seeing yes, more stars. I, build. I promise anybody right here now, the second we talk about NXT on on the next on the next episode or future episodes, you're talking to the biggest NXT mark of all three of us, and yeah, I'm saying yeah, that we're gonna have now. to have a towel There's, around Travis's face I think, because he won't shut up. I think time. I'm the biggest NXT fan out of all three of us, and I, and, <laughs> I, and I have no problems. I've been watching that for a while now. Right now. <laughs> 
Alright guys, this is winding down our very first episode of Rumbling Reality. You can check out our articles. Pop up the course, man. You can check out our articles weekly at www.rumblingrumors.com. Uh, me and mm -hmm. Sharon write about every week, couple times at least. Travis, once every 100 months. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've been working on the next article, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe with, you're on Grateful Behind. Maybe well, you're off for it's another your month. fans that are waiting for you, man. It's the fans of Travis. You don't got to impress me. It's the fans that tune in for you every once every in a while, so hurry, but all right, man. That's true. To all my loyal fans and listeners out there, I shall return. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> we'll be recording another one. We'll hopefully do this every Sunday. We might get one in the middle somewhere. I might do a solo one once in a while for, like, updated rumors. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, guys. We're done for today. You guys say cool. All right. Woo! <laughs> We'll see y'all next time. Till next time. Bye. Till next time.